welcome. What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? She's like, we're to start recording. And I'm like, she's like, what the Waiting. fuck? Of course, yeah. I start laughing. Welcome to Golf and Vigi podcast. We're on episode 101. Wow. Crazy. I gotta get my microphone. Crazy. Hold on. We're old now. We're old now. We're in our hundreds. <laughs> and so when does our official season three start? It starts December, like the first week of December. Awesome. So in a few weeks. Oh my God, season three. And we promise, guys, we are working on the YouTube stuff. Bell knows. <laughs> you said you would work on it. <laughs> We're gonna upload. I know we're going to upload all the, um, it shouldn't take long to do though. We're going to upload all the, um, episodes into YouTube and we look like crazy on some of them, but it's fine. That's who yeah, we are. Some, and, we look like straight. Well, I look like straight warmed. Oh, look at bullshit. me. Right, look at me right now. Like my, Especially I when I was literally you know, going through that nervous breakdown that I had. So yeah. <laughs> Look at me right now. Hey, what about those pictures we took in that one picture? I'm like, hey, <laughs> like this is going to be my profile picture for all my dating, for dating because I look I like a fucking psycho. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Good times. Good times. So how's everyone been? Hope everyone's doing everyone's good. Everyone's great. Hopefully good. Um, You guys, if y'all have seen, I only posted a little snip of our our um, photo shoot from the cemetery uh, and every time I watch it I fucking die laughing so I'm like we're pretty funny so you guys if you haven't seen it you want to you want to see the full clips they're in our patreon private facebook group um if you guys that are listening haven't been to the facebook group and you're a patron go over and watch them I know Brooke has looked at them because she liked them um but I don't know if anyone else has so yeah you guys need to go look at it because they're pretty funny like I die laughing every time I watch them <laughs> oh shit I think we're funny anyway. We think we're I'm ready funny. to. Don't care if anyone funny. else does. I miss I miss you and I miss New Orleans. I want to come back. <laughs> it's, it's, I the, it's really really nice here. It's it's a little chill in the air. Everything's getting decorated for the holidays. It's you know everyone seems to be in a better mood. I mean it's just it's really nice. It's really nice. I didn't think it would be that busy here um, this weekend, but we walked out and we're like oh my gosh look at all the people. I guess. I don't know. I've never really been here this time of year. All my visits right. have always been between the earliest I had come was February and early November. So I've never mm-hmm. been, I've never even visited New Orleans in November, December, January. So I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I'm pretty excited. Well, that's um, cool. What do we have to talk about? See, I always draw this. I'm always blank as soon as we get on. Well, we forgot, we forgot to mention a few a few people last time yes. when we recorded because yeah. we were just kind of like we were so tired and like in May Bailey's and just kind of like uh, uh. Robin, <laughs> like you would think we did nothing these last four days but <laughs> anything that we had done but well, yeah, when we went to the mm-hmm. when we went Go to ahead. the devil's carnival we ran into these two great people that were there mm-hmm. that had an amazing store that were very they're just amazing people and they support everybody and I love that gay trans everyone mm-hmm. and to us that's very important and so their Etsy store is impolite propaganda and they're on Instagram it's insta uh, on Instagram it's st dot inkies i-n-k-y-s and you can see some other stickers and stuff and it's what's funny is we actually mm-hmm. found one of their stickers that said cock and Robert's like ha 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 <laughs> 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 it was right like, after oh, we had went to the cock. convent. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because it was right after we had went to the convent and all it says is cock on it. And we're like, we gotta take a picture of that. 
But yeah, that's so ironic that then later on, we actually yeah, it happened met to be them. their sticker. It was their yeah, sticker. And it happened yeah. To, yeah, and so Robert found it on his phone and he says to him like, yeah, I put that way up there. Yeah. So it was just really comical and funny that I guess they were destined to meet them because, right, right, right. you know, that's just kind of how fate happens. So yeah, so there's that. Yeah, I got, and a, big, bring- I got a big, pa- a big um, handful of those cock stickers that I'm going to stick around everywhere. I got one. <laughs> so I'm going to put it on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going on my laptop. Put it on my truck. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that they were really, really sweet. And um, I'm, if you guys are listening, I know you also Joe Wood, we're, we're glad that we got to meet you guys. Great, great yes. guys. So. I remember um, one of their names was Charlie, I think. I don't, I'm I sorry don't... if I'm using the in, in, inappropriate um what do you call it? I don't pronouns? know if it's them, they, yeah, pronouns, them, they. When in doubt, use they. Her, they, so they were yeah. great people, yeah. So. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, and I bought a couple of their um, items. I bought some things for um, one that said trans power. So it's, it's yeah, it, they, I liked all their stuff. And I could, they gave me a free bookmark, which was cool. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah that bookmark's really too. cool. We like to put out our shout outs whenever we say we will, but that was fun. And they were sitting out there all night in the cold with their booth. Was, I couldn't, we freezing. at least were able to go inside for part of it and, and huddle up, but they were sitting out with their booth all freaking night long. It was so cold that night, guys. It was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm glad you remembered mm-hmm. them because I had forgotten them too. Um, and then also we forgot to mention that we, you and I stopped by the Tanner gallery, you know, that's the gallery that we love. Um, right. And, we went in and I, we got to meet the new gallery director, Megan, and because Lindsay mm-hmm. went on to bigger and better things and you got to go into the back viewing room, which you had never been in. So if you ever are in New Orleans in the French Quarter, stop at the Tanner Gallery. It's on Royal Street. It's 830 Royal Street um, and ask to see the viewing room, ask the director to see the viewing room and tell them you listen to Gotham Bougie podcast because they know who we are. Um, and, but in the back, they have several of Tanner's pieces um displayed and there's some lighting effects that they can do that just shows the depth of these beautiful um paintings that he does they're just gorgeous um so that was really neat that you got to go in there and do that and see some of his and this, um, work in that the body. staircase one of the, the yeah, staircases so that's what yeah beautiful. so in the back there is so this location specifically was known as the marchand mansion in in 1800s is 1808 is the the original date of the staircase right. um, and it was there's the staircase in the back that is the most painted staircase in new orleans it's the most painted staircase and so we actually got to go into the back courtyard with tanner and with megan and they showed us the staircase and we got to listen to him talk about the history of the staircase was which i thought, I thought was really lovely to hear this artist talk about the staircase and how much um other artists have really loved this staircase and imagine how many people over the years have sat in that courtyard to paint that staircase. Um, but it's called, um, and he has a piece also that's called Memories of Marchand. And it is, uh, your dog is really distracting me. Well, I'm sorry. He wants me to pick him up and he's not feeling very good right now. So oh, I think Charlie. he's got a 
He's got like a little <laughs> like, cold or something going oh, on. He's that's why I keep looking away from the screen. Mel's holding her dog, and I'm like, if there's a dog on the screen, all I want to do is like, doggy, doggy, doggy. He's just doggy. being he's being so cuddly, and just um, look at him. Okay, back to what good. I was talking about. The staircase is um, the piece that he does is called Memories of Marchand, and it, his a, piece and it's beautiful. Kind of shows the staircase in disrepair, which it's not. But he told us the story of how you know the wood is the original cypress wood, except for the bottom stair. Um, and that how whenever they were restoring part of the staircase the workers did not know that there was hand beaten tin that was along the staircase and they just ripped it out and threw it away not realizing that that itself was such a historical and beautiful piece um, addition to the staircase so that was really neat that we got to um, go back there and have that little personal touch of a moment and if Tanner is there in the gallery and if you go visit he is a little bit which I really really love um what does that say my microphone has changed you can still hear me right I can hear you can you hear me what is going on hold on I'm gonna pause sorry guys we're gonna pause recording really quickly okay sorry about that um so yeah that was really neat to be able to go be a part of that um not miss out much else has gone on since we last chatted, I got winter okay. nails. Oh, I love it. those are pretty, pretty. I love them. So she got winter. They're dark blue with um, snowflakes on them, and then one one nail, one accent nail is a winter scene. It's a a fence with a, a tree with snow, and the other one's a snowman. I love them. Uh huh. Let it snow. Let Christmas. I said, I'm we like, uh-huh. call them winter nails for those who are not the big into the Christmas. They are winter. It's I, well, I like Christmas. It's just, I, it's not that I don't like Christmas. I love all the lights. I just don't like all the hustle and bustle and all the gift buying. It just stresses me the fuck out. So, and um, you know, yeah. I had a conversation with Ashley last night about that. And I mean, part of me wants to say, it sounds like saying it is what you make it. Um, I, I don't know, because she talked about how it stresses her because she remembers her childhood, and it was always almost like a competition with gifts between her parents. Yes. And and we grew up poor. You, you, I know you, you have said you grew up poor. We literally had Christmases where if we got anything, it was something handmade. And because of that, my mom, who has passed now, and now I just try, every time I think of Christmas, it reminds me of that. She made right. Christmas magical and she made it magical with cocoa and gingerbread cookies and um listening to songs and looking at lights and um that's what i think of when i think first i get the not liking christmas because what everybody else has made it the commercialism um yeah you know, it's all about buying the next gift I, I get that but to her it was always about family getting together and we came from such a big family um and if there were no gifts, there were no gifts. And that was not even a question, but she always made sure that it was magical for us. And that, so that's where I get the, I love Christmas. It's not, I love Christmas. I don't even love Christmas because of the Jesus is the reason for the season shit. I, I love Christmas because of the memories that my mother instilled in me. Right. And I um, love that. For you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've tried really hard to do that with my kids as well. And even Robert and his family, because he, he didn't, wasn't a, a fan of Christmas. So 
I try right. with, with my kids and with my niece and my nephews to, to instill that also that it's more of the feeling that you get of being happy to see your loved ones together because tomorrow's not promised. My mother's last Christmas, she was, you know, she had died. She died a week later, New Year's Eve. So, um, and even that Christmas, I, I remember wanting to buy my mother so much stuff because I appreciated her so much. And now my kids are buying me stuff and I, I want them to realize that it's not the buying. Of course, it's not the buying. It's the thought. It is absolutely the thought. And if you can't get somebody something, my thing is, if you can give someone something of your heart, no matter what you're celebrating, if you're not, no matter what they celebrate, right. if you can write a note telling them how much you appreciate them, that is important. To me, that's what's important. Um, and that's why I love Christmas so much. So um, I'm going I'm to cry thinking about my mom again, because we had a very strained relationship, actually. It, we, it was really yeah, rough. Um, but I, I, I kind of try to get where she was coming from in her life. I think that's important for all of us in life is that we try mm -hmm. to understand where other people have come from. You know, it's they may have had a harder journey or a harder struggle than you have had and to be where they are today mentally and emotionally may have been a harder journey for them. Um, so yeah, my winter nails. I also found out that uh, my entire family is coming for Thanksgiving. Oh. Yes, except right. for Cheyenne and Caleb. So my oldest child is not coming um, because they, they're going to come for Christmas, Christmas, um, right after Christmas they're coming. But Thanksgiving next week was originally supposed to be my sister because she was not going to have her kids. And she didn't have really anything else to do. And I said, well, if you're coming, can you bring dad? So dad can come in and be here for Thanksgiving. And I was, I wanted everyone to come, but I understand it's hard. Everyone's schedules, New Orleans is a long way away. Um, but then I found out my nephew and Lori are coming. Oh. They're not staying here. They're going to actually going to stay at the Prince Conti hotel around the corner. Um, and they're riding with Sarah because she has a minivan. And then my sister text me she said can you call me it's important i'm like oh god what what is this i hate that's so scary sarah fucking <laughs> ambiguous shit i'm like oh my god what's going on so you know i called her and she's like well there's there was some issues with the visitation arrangement between her kids and their dad and now she's going to have the kids and i'm now okay with them coming well, yes, I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited now that everyone's going to be here for Thanksgiving and I'm cooking and I'm, yay, I'm so happy. Mm. That's exciting. I'm that is happy exciting. for you. Yes. And so everyone's coming to fucking New Orleans, which I had told everyone when we moved here, <clears throat> you're going to have to visit me because we're going to stay there a lot. And I, I've been telling everyone, come visit, come visit. Sarah's come before. Um, Cheyenne's come twice. My dad's come with her. Um, but I haven't seen Billy and Lori yet. Well, I've seen them when I visited Dallas, but they haven't come here. So I'm excited about them coming and I'm excited about seeing the kids again because, um, like I said, family to me is everything. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I got to tell I you know. another thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> and then Did you see my more? post on Facebook this morning? Yes, I saw you got donuts, and I'm so happy. Oh my for god, you. I can't, I couldn't believe that they did that for me. So I've been talking for weeks, literal weeks. How much I want a goddamn? I think I might even talk about it on the fucking show. Just a regular old glazed fucking donut, the kind you get from the little shop on the corner, which usually Asian ran, something. Some here, there's beignets everywhere. There are right. donut shops. I'm not saying there's no donuts in New Orleans, but we would have to walk to our freaking truck, two blocks away. Right. Get, wait for the valet to get it, get, and then go get the donut, you know, for something that's a you know, $5 box of donuts and then get back 
park the truck again, walk back to the house. I'm like, God. And so I woke up this morning and went out into the living room and on the freaking dining room table was a box of Krispy Kreme donuts and a note saying, send me morning donuts. So growing up with my girls, when we would go get donuts on Sunday morning, that's what we would sing. I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> and on that day, his heart grew two sizes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, that really did make my fucking day. That was like, oh, she thought of me. Got me fucking Krispy Kreme donut. That was that was very sweet. And I'm glad I you almost, almost cried. I almost fucking cried, Mel. I was like, <laughs> this is so thoughtful. Well, I know I know how you are fiending for them. So yeah, I get it. Um, I shove those shit down too. I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> Oh, no. So this time of year is always hard for us because December, it's coming up on the seven year anniversary of my dad dying. So I think that's why I'm just like, yeah, right now. I'm not trying to like be the Grinch, but I think that's why it's just always super hard. Um, we're always usually out of town on that weekend, you know, on the day that he passes. So we'll actually be in San Marcos with Caitlin getting her college ring. So, oh, that's pretty week. cool. So, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. you can do and and, and I, I tried to encourage people who have lost people on holidays. So again, my mom died on New Year's Day. Well, it was New Year's Eve and actually officially New Year's Day. Um, my brother died on Mother's Day. Um, my brother's girlfriend killed herself on his birthday. Um, so it seems to be sometimes holidays are around the time that people lose someone. Mm -hmm. But especially if that person, it, like my mom loving Christmas, I, I, I would feel amiss if I did not live up to that Celebrate certain it, yeah. extent yeah because you know she died a week after christmas I, I feel like okay i can't let that color my entire life for the rest of my right. life and everyone's life because if anything i want to you know imbue her spirit more is that time of the year because it meant so much to her and if somebody can come across from the spirit world it would be during the time of year that they love the most so um yeah, I, I get that it's hard during the time that somebody passes, and especially because it reminds you they're not there, and, right. and they were always there. So, yeah. Yeah. It's Hopefully just, you and I your girls can do something reason. special. Well, we, um, like I said, we're going to visit Caitlin and get her ring, so um, my mom's going with me. David doesn't want to go, um, which is fine. You know, he's, he's mm -hmm. 15, so he's like, yeah. I don't want to hang out with mom. <laughs> even though I, <laughs> and grandma. And so I, funny story. I sent him a, we send TikToks back and forth, like how we do. So mm -hmm. I sent him a TikTok and it's the, um, the new Taylor says, please don't be in love with someone else. Yeah. Have you seen him all her TikTok? Yeah. So it's a mom and like a teenage son and she's grabbing his leg saying, please don't be in love with someone Aww. else. I'm like, please don't ever stop loving me when you get a girlfriend. He sends me a text message. Mom, I'm not in the mood for dating right now. Good. No, you always be his first love. That's sweet. I know, yeah. but it was just funny because, like, Mom, I'm not in the mood for dating right now. He's like a very literal <laughs> child. Like, I'm very literal. And it was just hilarious because I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, nothing else much else has happened in my life. Did you like my Santa Claus that I sent you? Santa Claus yes, is a TikTok, everybody. Santa said, J. Claus. Please don't hate me. He said, please don't hate me. I was like, Did you actually kiss. watch it? I pulled it up. So I don't know what's going on with my phone, but I've deleted so much shit because it was full, you know, when I was there. And you gotta I watch deleted it. I will go he's, back and watch it. It's still there. He's doing the Holy Spirit activate, but he's Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit activate. 
You just said, don't hate me. And I saw Santa and I was like, I'm not even in the now. His whole feed is just so fucking wholesome and cute. And I mean, and you, it goes back, you know, a couple of years. It's like every day he's posting some fucking, it's really cute. It's, it's really, and, okay. uh, and then I, I told um, my child and, and they're like, oh yeah, I already watched him. I'm like, oh, you didn't tell me that. Santa. Like, <laughs> oh, geez. So, well, I'll yeah. go back and watch it. I mean, nothing else has really happened. I'm still single and I'm just, eh, you know. Hmm. I like that one TikTok you posted. You're like, me, pictures of me when I was single. Still single. <laughs> pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> pictures of me. Still single. Still I single. Like I mean, I am. So, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, awesome. I. I like we've talked when I was like, I'm not rushing into anything. I'm just like, eh, I'm okay being single. I'm okay being with someone. I'm okay being single. It's whatever. The right person comes along. I'm not forcing anything with the right person. But you're comes open along. to dating now, right? Yeah, I'm open to dating. Um, yeah, I'm open to dating, but I have high expectations of the person I am dating because of all the shit I've been through. And um, yeah. that person's going to have to really... And, you know, they're going to, first of all, you have to prove them. We've had this conversation. I tell everybody, my best friend has to prove you before this can get really serious. We're like, I'm not scared. I'm like, <laughs> you haven't met Bill. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm open to dating. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just, I'm being very picky and choosy. Um, Good. I'm not feeding into any bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, um Y'all know my Instagram. I had someone send me a random message about if I, if they went. I read it to you before we went on. Um, if my applications are still open, I'm like, yeah, send me a picture and so tell me you your send, age. If you send her something like that, though, per, first please indicate where you're at because, like, if you're in England, come on, this is not very realistic. I mean, it might be a fun back and forth, but I unless mean, you're gonna you're fly, depending on. Oh, well, you mean yes. depending on their I'm situation. Not, but you're I'm not, not moving flying. to fucking England for nobody. <laughs> no, I'm well, not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm you not. I don't know. It, it depends. Maybe when David's like 18. And yeah. Like like <laughs> to do, but right now, no, that's too far. I um, just so, speaking yeah, absolutes. So, right. <laughs> so the applications are open still. So, um, yeah. Cool. That's it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm like I said, I'm not really dating anybody seriously. I'm just kind of like dating. I've gone on a few dates and uh, they're they're okay. We'll see. They were okay. <laughs> I mean, they weren't impressive. Like I said, I have my like the bar set really high, and um, I'm fucking weird, and you have to really embrace my weirdness. <laughs> um, Robert here said, you're fucking mm-hmm. weird. I know I'm weird. I like being weird. That's who I am. But I'm fucking hilarious, too, and I like to have a lot of fun. <laughs> funny bitches. I'm yes, I'm pretty funny, too, but I like to have a good time, and I like I said, the bar is set really high, and um, I'm we also need to. Oh, you made me just think of something. You, we also need to give a shout-out to Sonia for her yes. great oh my that, God. that she that left for us. Was we so need to post sweet. that as a review. Um, because she gave really great feedback on the show and why she listens and why she enjoys listening to us. And I, I swear to God, if there was only one listener that felt that way about us, I would still do this. Yeah. Um, but we do have more. We just need you all to go leave reviews, please. Yes, yes. Um, go leave us a review on Google or anywhere you listen. Google yeah. is the best place because that bumps us up, especially on the Apple podcast charts. And that's a big deal. So, um, yeah. 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 Have so a story. 
Was it true crime or serial killer? Oh, it's true crime. I had originally was going to do um, an actress that we saw in the Museum of Death. Right. And her name was Linda Carr. Because I thought it was interesting how, you know, similar it was to like my name and my married name. And but she, they had told us in the museum because we were t- telling the, the guy how we we're interested in doing some of these stories that we had not heard about before. And he said, you're going to have a hard time finding anything on her. There is nothing. But I'm thinking of going back in there because he said we can take notes. Like he even offered to give us a piece of paper and pen when we were leaving. Um, but we were already done. So I may go back and take in a notebook and just write down everything that they have um, because they had a lot of information. And the only thing I did find was a Reddit post of somebody saying that they had heard about this from a museum and it was probably this one. And that they even said that somebody had sent them this information that they didn't even go get this information on anywhere. They didn't, they, somebody had sent them all this information on this death of this person. Um, so if I can find out more information about her and her death and I'll do it by going up to the museum, then I will. And I'll present that. So instead I have a different true crime. Um, and this is, uh, I really like this one because uh, what happened in Texas and it's the DNA case again, which I just think those Texas just, has a whole house in it. Lord, Lord mercy, has mercy on Okay. <laughs> Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on our souls. <laughs> With my hat. Okay, right. Right. <laughs> the chaps. Um, okay, so let's get into it. This happened in 1974. In February 1974, um, it's the okay. murder of her name is Carla Walker. So in February 1974, Carla Walker attended a Valentine's Day dance at Western Hills High School in Fort Worth uh, with her high school sweetheart. His name is Rodney McCoy. So after the dance, they stopped at Taco Bell. Taco Bell sounds really good right now. I love tacos. That's the thing I can't really find here in the quarter is a really good fucking taco. Taco Um, Bell is not a good taco. I have not had Taco Bell in 20 years. They'll do. They'll do. No, no. Um, Taco Bueno, not Bell. Taco Bueno is the is better. I agree with that. Yes. Taco Cabana. Taco yes. Cabana is Ugh. good. Taco I can't Cabana. find those anywhere. Anyway. Oh, wow. We we really get sidetracked here. <laughs> but tacos. <laughs> I like Jack and Box tacos, too. They're just crap, but they're so good. Um, okay, so <laughs> they had stopped at Taco Bell, and then they drove to the Ridgely Bowling Alley um, to use the restroom. That's actually not there anymore. It's a different shopping center. But they stopped to use the bathroom and before returning to the car. And then when they got back into the car, they were parking and they started to kiss and make out against the passenger door. So Rodney, the boyfriend, says that he remembers that the car door was yanked open and that they both kind of partially fell out of the, the door as the door opened up and somebody hit him on the head. Um, the man told Rodney that he said, I'm going to kill you. And then he started pistol whipping him in the head. So, so he the said, first thing you should do when you get into the car, which everyone should fucking the doors. know, is you lock the doors. I, you lock the doors. I guess okay, this was 1974. They didn't really think <coughs> it was, you know, they didn't have true crime podcasts. <laughs> now we do. Lock your fucking doors. We had it on a lock your fucking door, right? front door and car doors. So he says, 
I remember I was holding her, Carla, and the blood started to flow down my forehead and into my eyes. He said, I'm not sure how many times I got hit, but he does remember hearing Carla's screams and her begging the man to stop hitting him. At that mm-hmm. point, the attacker pointed the gun at him and he pulled the trigger three times. He said, all I heard were three clicks. Thank God the gun didn't go up. Nothing came out of the gun. So the attacker pulled Carla away and Rodney testified that Carla turned to him and faced him. And she said, Rodney, go get dad, go get my dad. And that's the last words that he heard from her before she was pulled away from him and she was abducted. So he passed out from being beaten in the head. Um, And then, you know, the police woke up and the police had come. So the police on the scene did discover a magazine for a 22 caliber Ruger, but nothing much else as far as clues as to what happened and who had taken Carla and where she was. Um, Approximately three days later, on February 20th, Carla's strangled and sexually assaulted body was found in a culvert near Uh. Benbrook Lake. So that at least gave them a body to go on and to work, start working the investigation. So during the investigation, yeah, right. Well, at that time it was non-existent, but they did maintain the, well, that's good that they maintained the evidence. So during the investigation, the detectives did determine that a man named Glenn Samuel McCurley, who was a previously convicted car thief who lived about a mile from the bowling alley, had purchased a 22 caliber Ruger. And they interviewed him. During the interview with him, he said that his gun had been stolen while he was fishing. Of course. Yeah, but he didn't report it because he was an ex-con and he was worried and afraid that he might be in trouble for having the gun um, because of his prior criminal history. So police also learned that he, Glenn Samuel McCurley, had was off work the night of the kidnapping and again the next day. Um, Mm. And that his wife was out of town, but he denied any involvement. And unfortunately, there wasn't much evidence for them to pursue the case against him. Um, But he never fell off of the radar for detectives. So over the next 46 years, it's been 46 years, DNA um, detectives had preserved all of her clothing, everything from the crime scene, which is really fortunate because we hear, we read and you know some things we report on is that they didn't keep or they didn't run the evidence or they didn't submit it or something stupid so they did keep it and they had continually ran um dna evidence from the victim's clothing through several databases so dna um we know has been around since the mid 80s um but there's been continual advances so the fact that they had the presence of mind to keep that evidence in 1974 before they even Thank knew God what DNA was, um, was really good for this case. I mean, it did take 46 years. Um, but they continue to run the DNA evidence from the victim's clothing through several databases and one genealogy database, which they don't say which one it is. I don't know. Um, but the database eventually linked the DNA to the McCurley surname. And there were three brothers who had this McCurley surname as possible matches. So, yeah, so police then started to focus more on him, even they knew from early on he was an early suspect and they obtained a sample of his DNA from his trash can in July of 2020. So when that actually came up as a match, they again 
approached him to interview him. He again denied involvement. Nope, wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. And actually submitted to a voluntary DNA swab. And again, it did come up as an exact match for the DNA that was on the victim's clothing. And that was in September of 2020. Um, so uh, let's see, in August then of this year, so they, they made an arrest based on that information in 2020. <clears throat> And in August of this year, testimony began in the trial of Glenn Samuel McCurley for the murder of Carla Walker. Wow. And it took it that had, long. That is yes, crazy. 46 like, it's years. our whole it's our whole lifetime. It's our, our whole lives, exactly. So surprisingly, the trial was abruptly halted by Glenn Samuel McCurley because he delivered a written confession to the judge along with a guilty plea. What? In the middle of his trial. Yeah, he halted his own trial and admitted it and confessed and pled guilty. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. I guess he figured I'm 70. I think he was 77. Um, yeah, I think he's 77. And I guess he figured that they had they had him. Why go through the rest of the, the fucking trial? But the judge, he was immediately sentenced to serve the rest of his life in prison. Um, invest after the, that all stopped, investigators did interview him and, uh, they asked him, how did you kill her? And he said, I just choked her. Um, so her brother, Jim says, I would like to sit here and tell you that no, I never gave up, gave up hope, but there were times there were really, really dark times watching the pain yeah. in my mom and my family, his, uh, parents. So Carla's parents and another brother had died, has already died before they ever even saw an arrest happen Aww. in this case without knowing anything That's of what had happened to her. Um, and also her boyfriend for some time, people suspected him and he talks in the interviews, how, um, that was hard for him to go through of having those last memories of her face screaming and telling him to go get her dad and that he really felt all these years that he let her dad down because when he Aww. picked her up for the dance, I mean, you got to figure these were teenagers, 17 or teenagers in 1974. And you know, the dad gave the speech of, he told her, he told him, take care of my little flower. And he took her out for a date and she was kidnapped and killed. So he felt that he had really let her dad down, which I thought was really sweet. Um, but they do, they nothing, do now. There's nothing have, he could have changed at all. No, I mean. no, no. But they do now have, you know, they know who did it. He admitted to it and he will serve the rest of his life. Unfortunately, he got to spend 46 years of his life free and living whatever he wanted to live. And it's only now. My question my question is, is did he do this to anybody else? Because usually when yeah. they do it once, they do it again and again and again and again. Right. So I would be curious to see. Him. Yeah. Especially now that they have DNA and it's on file. Um, mm -hmm. As we know, once it gets put into the system, it's it, there. I'm sure there are going to be some other cases, especially around that oh, time. Frame. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I just have. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he probably felt that he got away with that one. And he, he obviously is a too. sexual. He's obviously a sexual sadist um, with the rape and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So wow. it's not a very long story, but it was one that I was watching. Um, and I thought it was really, really interesting how he halted his trial because, um, he, I guess, I he mean, he saved, I guess yeah. he saved some tax money, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the, I hope he lives a very long life rotting away in prison because, you know, he's um, 77 now he's, yeah. 
So. See, I'm the opposite. I don't want him to live a long life. I want him to be do the exact same thing happened to him that he did to this girl. He raped and murdered. And yes. Gonna, yeah. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Not that we're yeah, advocating yeah. murder. In no, no. Way. Wait, back Let's up. Be clear. No, I want I want him to be hit on the head with a hammer, like he did to his her boyfriend. A, yeah, rape yeah, and murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything that he did clear. to every single one of these people. Yeah, I want him to have done to him, and I feel like that's what should happen in the justice system because mm-hmm. these people don't understand what they have no emotion, they have no empathy or sympathy. Yeah. They're like totally checked out when they do this stuff to these women, men kids everyone and i feel like they should have the exact same thing happen to them so they can feel mm-hmm. the pain that this family and these people had to go yeah through you look right she them. looks so happy you can look up a picture of her and you know it's 1974 you know it's, it's perfect 1974 fucking look it's really cute and then you look at a picture of him and like he's just this scraggly old man and if anything, he, this probably was the best thing for him because now he gets, you know, three meals a day, medical attention, access to libraries and books and all this shit. That, so, yeah, that we're paying for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was caught and there was some closure for the family. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Tell yeah. us your story. Mm, it was a great story, but I still it makes me so angry that he got away and lived his life for that long mm-hmm. you know but, I mean, but you're right do, no telling you know, how many others he he had hurt along the way or if anybody there was anyone before her because and this the story seems awfully ballsy that he just jerks open this door and grabs her and yanks her away mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah I mean, he obviously may have seen them somewhere and he was following them. Maybe. Or maybe, they may, maybe, maybe he was drunk or on high or something. I don't know. But I just feel like I feel like there's other victims out there. My gut is telling me there's other victims yeah. out there. And if he, even if he just raped them, they might not even have come forward because, you know. It was yeah. Just, Especially that time. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And in Fort Worth, Texas, where it's like. Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> That's what you said, Texas. Which is Texas. nothing like Dallas. So you got Texas. people are like. Fort Worth, yes, they do ride horses and have cowboy hats on there if you go to mm. stockyards. That is a true Texas town. Dallas is not like that. Because everyone, you know, that I that doesn't live here, like, do y'all ride horses? Do you have cowboy hats? Do you ride, do you have cowboy boots? No, I don't. I had never ridden a horse <laughs> until I went to Canada. And I was, I visited a farm <laughs> in fucking Canada. That's the first time I've ridden a horse. <laughs> well, my family has horses in Missouri on their farms. So I, I've done that many times, but it's just hilarious that everyone thinks that's what we There's do. There's not tumbleweeds no, rolling down the streets. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, it was a great story. Thank you for Thanks. sharing. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody because that is coming up. We hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, my next week is serial. I'm going to tell you guys about a serial killer and prepare yourself because he was a child murderer because that's how I roll also. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Happy happy forced colonization day. Yes. Forced colonization day. Exactly. (laughs) Um, That's all I got. I got nothing else. All right, then. Nothing else. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, go go to our Instagram, Facebook, become a patron on Patreon. I mean, I don't know what else to tell y'all other than become a patron on Patreon. Y'all are missing some funny ass shit. These videos are so fucking funny that y'all need to go just for that. (laughs) I mean, you can do it for $5 a month. Super cheap. Um, But thank you guys. Yeah, you can watch Mel fall over during the photo shoot and... I couldn't get up to help her. She was stuck. <laughs> you had cake on your face. It was so funny. 
<laughs> oh shit it's funny times so you guys definitely need to go check it out um and just become a patron on patreon it's patreon.com slash gotham bougie podcast um i think that's all i got that's all thank yeah. you guys for thank you guys for listening we appreciate everything that listens you. every week it's, we just yeah our day so applications are open you know how to find me mail titsworth <laughs> on everything so um that's it y'all come back, come back now, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Bye.